The deal is this. <laughs> tell you when I was a kid, that red dropper Anton Wilson always squealed. <laughs> tell you when I was a kid, that red dropper Anton Wilson always squealed. They are pissed. They are pissed. Okay, by the time we finish this, you're all going to be practicing magicians. I'm Jerry McGreer. And I'm Gary Butterfield. And this is Days of Future Cast, the podcast where Gary and I are covering Grant Morrison's new X-Men run from 2001. We are kicking off the, um, oh shit, I've already, Riot at Xavier's arc. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> almost forgot what we were doing. Um, <laughs> so we have uh, met Quentin Choir. We, uh, we, we have a, a murdered mutant that people are trying to figure out who killed him. Uh, we know that it's this weird drug called Kick that does crazy things to mutants. Quentin Choir has found out that his, uh, it's a brand new character who has found out that his parents aren't actually his parents. He was adopted and causes him to go on this pretty long ride of, uh, of some questioning everything about Xavier school and the, the morals that Xavier has been teaching him. Um, yeah. And we, we left off with um, the school getting ready for open day where humans are going to come and be taught alongside mutants at Xavier's University uh, and Quentin on kick getting a haircut inspired by an insane pop masterpiece, which is a depiction of mutants enslaving humans on the cover page of the Daily, Daily, Daily Bugle. And I think that mm-hmm. catches us up. Gary, how are you, my man? I'm doing well. Doing good. These uh, these uh, episodes are going um you know, a little bit longer than we usually go, but I think that's all right because we're excited. Yes. And hopefully that comes through, mm-hmm. you know, um, doing good. I think these, uh, these issues are a joy to discuss. Absolutely. They're a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah. we're going we're gonna to meet some, we're going to meet some people. Uh, so we were dealing with what would be considered like, I think the, the telepath class, um, mm-hmm. or the, the mental class. And now we are going to what looks like the loser class. Were you ever in a loser class, Gary? I was in the loser gym class a couple of years in a row. Like we didn't, all of the other gym classes had to like exercise and they were just like, you guys go stand out on the basketball court. You do whatever you want to. <laughs> I mean, I, I was kind of a miniature loser class in most of my classes. Okay. So, cool. the, uh, you know, the, uh, I, I, I wasn't that, but real, real quick before we totally get into it, mm-hmm. the cover of this, uh, when this was, I think this is an old drawing. And the reason I think that is because, uh, Frank quietly based the Wolverine on the ultimate Wolverine, which means he has the, uh, the soul patch. <laughs> Remember when ultimate Wolverine had that shitty soul patch. Yep. <clears throat> like, good Lord. It's one of the worst Wolverines. Not I to, not to, I didn't really know. think about that, but yeah, like Jean gray here also like we've, uh, we pretty much exclusively seen her like Phoenix out for the last few issues. So like having mm-hmm. her in the prim and potch, 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 prim and proper, like hair into, uh, like a bun kind of situation is, definitely different than what we were used to seeing still looks cool though yeah. i like all the quietly stuff like i like all of this stuff yeah yeah looks re- looks very cool mm-hmm. um the uh so we we get into it we're gonna i've i've never been in a special class okay like that just uh 
just to mention, like I uh, was like a pretty much a B student basically all through school and just kind of coasted in the middle, like did not try very much. I had the, uh, that was the weird thing where they put me in private school and um, oh. I just did not, I didn't like anything about it. So I just, I did the, the thing that kids do, which is, you know, I'm not going to worry about doing any homework or passing or, you know, fucking around with anything. So I got was, I was like, the bad kid and then they put me in public school and the shit was so easy that i didn't have to do anything to make a's so all of a sudden mm-hmm. i was the good kid so yeah yeah <clears throat> like when when bart gets uh when they go to when they uh, go to yeah and uh hank's, hanks uh what's the name of that episode hank something hank scorpio it's hank uh scorpio. you only move twice you only move twice That's uh, it. Yeah. when they go to maple systems road um yeah they bring out a circle of paper okay and uh, I I haven't watched a lot of Simpsons lately. Um, mm-hmm. That for the last probably decade, I would say that that's probably my favorite Simpsons episode ever. It, yeah, depending on what day you ask me, it is my all time favorite. Yeah. I, I I love that that Simpsons. I think that is very funny. Um, so we cut over to our special class here. Yes. Um, and uh, Zorn is teaching the special class and says, "Welcome to special class, everyone." And we see our group of misfits here. Um, and you can kind of tell that they're in special class, maybe for a couple different reasons. You know, either they have very specific challenges in terms of their power or because they're kind of like bad kids, right? Yes. Like Angel's not, you know, she's got wings and she spits acid. That's a fine power. She's just like behaviorally shitty. Yeah. You know, um, we've also got Beak, um, who mm-hmm. is like the, you know, kind of a weird like punk guy. Um, there's Basilisk who is going to be the clown goofball. I love this uh, shirt he's wearing with a typical alien head with the, the red no. circle and the line through it. I don't know why it's just very, very good. Shirt. No. Um, there's also Ernst and Martha yep. and dummy. Yep. Uh, who we see here. Um, Ernst has a really interesting story. Uh, we don't find out for a long time. Um, and Martha is using these anti-grav floats that, uh, Quentin Quire has invented for her, which allows her to be walked around like on a leash. Yes. <laughs> which is, <laughs> fucking incredible like what a good image this is i love it um the uh so we go over to zorin teaching you know he's like i'm your teacher but i also hope to learn from you mm-hmm. um you know a basilisk like i can i can learn you to count sir you forgot about no girl just because she's completely conceptual doesn't mean you should ignore her um which that's very funny to me <laughs> very funny basilisk sense of humor uh, throughout this is very like goofy teenager and surreal and i, I i'm really here for it. it it feels very real mm-hmm. you know uh, he's like, you know, I don't see her, but maybe she went ahead of us. Uh, let's go. Let's learn from each other and find the mystery of the world together. And uh, they put a note on his back that says jackass. And all Perfect. the kids are laughing behind his back. Again, feels very real. Yeah. And they're going to go out hiking. And uh, the yep. kids, the kids are wondering, well, like, why do why do we have to come out here and do all this hard work while everyone else sits around and watch mind movies? And, and Bing yep. is just like, because maybe special means garbage, Angel. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Again, Beak, one of the best you know, characters in this run as well. You know, all these freaks and losers are halfway up the mountain. So no human has to throw up when they see us on open day. <laughs> and Zorin's like, I explained this before. We'll be back before open day, Beak. Uh, Christ. Uh, and Ernst is asking questions like, hey, is it true you're locked away? Martha says you were in jail. He explains like, oh, you know, I was chained down in a dungeon. The X-Men saved me. You know, instead of a brain, I have a little star. And I was bound in darkness, uh, you know, but I never lost the the freedom to dream. And uh, Ernst is like, I know, but how did you pee? You know, because they're kids. Because <laughs> they're teenagers. Uh, yeah. You know? And Basilisk does his signature yuck that he does when he thinks something is funny. Very well observed. Back at the mansion, uh, Xavier is having basically this conversation with Quentin Quire in front of the rest of the class, uh, saying that, 
you know, there's, there's stereotypical portrayals of mutants have come a long way since like they started this whole process, but they've had to fight against, uh, to, they've had to fight to heal the split between humans and mutants. And he's basically saying that the way that Quentin is dressed is deliberately provocative and that they need to have that conversation. And we see yeah. Quentin and now he's got his like head shaved, uh, except for the sides of his heads are shaved. His hair is now mm-hmm. purple and he's wearing that black and red, like striped shirt. Um, from- and he's carrying a whip. And he's and he's carrying a whip, which I would just think that you wouldn't want to have at a school anyway. Like, yeah, I mean, he's, he's, and man, there is like a really great you know Quentin here. Like, I fucking love Quentin Choir because um, he's throwing language back at Xavier. Like, Xavier is like, it just seems deliberately provocative, Quentin. That's all. And then uh, he continues. He goes, I want to use Open Day to make a strong confrontational statement about how far we've come since those days of persecution. That's all, Professor. Like dismissing him, mm-hmm. you know, like it, it is this like. Uh, you know, dick measuring contest essentially. Uh, and then you know, Xavier says, you know, is continuing to talk. Uh, you know, your look has that effect, Quentin. Um, however, we try to be non-confrontational if we can. You know, uh, you've changed a lot. He's like, isn't change important? You know, I've been studying your very first lecture, caterpillars and butterflies. I've just grown up a little bit, like just really pushing back. And here for the second time that we see all of these chances where Xavier has the opportunity to engage with Quentin Quire on his level decides not to, he dismisses him. And we're all very proud of you. However, uh, <laughs> let's not do this. And this isn't why we actually stop by. It's because of this. I think it's hilarious. And, uh, and just like crazy to me that, that Xavier is going to make, try to make an example of Quentin over his attire when like the teacher and like sometimes headmistress is wearing a mini skirt that doesn't come like is 19 inches above her knee in yeah. front of a bunch of horny teenage boys and girls. Oh yeah. Like <laughs> I'm not saying yeah, I like, don't Emma Frost should dress differently or anything like that, but like you are at a fucking school full of horny teenagers. Yeah, a, 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 sw- a sweater vest is not really a problem. <laughs> uh, you know, and if it is uh, Xavier, you fucked up because <laughs> you, that's, yeah. that's how weak all of your, all of your teachings are. Then what are you doing? Um, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So Emma says, uh, what they are actually here to talk about is, uh, that they found kick on campus and the, the, they want to know if any of you bohemian boys and girls have been on the puff as they say. Um, and, and, and (laughs) Quentin, like there's this moment of silence and Quentin's just like, I have actually an important question. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. He dodges it. You know, if my clothes are provocative, isn't it more provocative to invite humans to a school filled with mutant children? Like humans who provided the weapons to kill 16 million of our people in Genosha and killed our greatest artist, Jumbo Carnation. He's also, you know, weaponizing Jumbo Carnation. Like, Quentin Quire doesn't care about Jumbo Carnation. This is what he was making fun of Slick for. He's just playing, like, verbal one-upsmanship. Yes. You know, with with Xavier uh, here. And... Uh, you know, basically Xavier again ignores him. Like this is an immediate threat to us all, Quentin. You know, kick uh, does neurotoxic damage. It can damage your X gene. Arm yourself with information. Please think before you act. In like a dare, you know, kind of way. That of course, like a teen is going to shrug off. Of course, like really good out of touch Xavier. Yeah. These issues. I mean, you're saying that something is uh like is a neurotoxic and is bad and could irreparably damage you. Every single teenager in this room just got excited to try it. Like, yeah, yeah. there's no question, like, every single kid in the room was like, well, I smoke marijuana, I'll, I'll do some kick. <laughs> yeah, it sounds legit, you know? <laughs> like, I, I would like a neurotoxin, please. One neurotoxin, please. Yeah. Um, very cool. Yes. 
And uh, but this this isn't this isn't ended here. Quentin continues to go on uh, and saying like my clothes are based on jumbo carnations, and like maybe you've heard about him. He was murdered in the streets last night, and now you're going to put hum- his human murderers into our school. I'm going to have to live next to him. And at this point, yeah. like even the class is getting kind of tired of Quentin. They're like, please I, sit I down, Jesus Christ, so much. <laughs> that is also so real. Mm-hmm. You know, for like being in a class and just being like, shut the fuck shut up. Shut up, my dude. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We've been going on about this forever. We have a yeah, test to like, pass at the end of this. Jesus. Uh, Xavier says, you know, that's some bad logic. Just because uh, all some birds are black does not mean all birds are black birds. Like basically saying just because some humans are murderers does not mean that all humans are murderers. And uh, Quentin's like, I'm just testing. I'm the devil's advocate. You always encourage us to dream. I just wonder what it would be like if one of us had a dream you didn't like. Which is uh, and just super yeah. good. Like I I, 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 lo- I love this so much. And like yeah. I guess we probably need to mention like this is very like I don't like people like this in real life. Like anybody on Twitter that's like, well, actually, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> have, yeah. Have you thought about like and, and anybody that plays devil devil's advocate is just wasting your fucking time. But I love this representation because it goes completely off the rails in this run. Like Quentin starts like trying to genuinely question things and then just falls into every fucking trap for these guys that's ever been ever been made. And yep. I, it just it's yep, so yep. and it's so fun to read. Yeah, it, it, me liking this does not mean that I think this is the morally correct. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm fairly clearly not a fascist. I feel like I I don't yeah I don't know. I think that comes through. Uh, I just think it's a really well realized and very real feeling version of it. Yes, mm-hmm. like I loved Breaking Bad, but that doesn't mean that I think Walter White is a good guy. You know, I just think it's a really really interesting and, and nuanced portrayal of someone turning into a bad guy. And this feels like the best like teenage bad guy I've seen. Um, you know, we go back. Uh, to the uh, to the dorm room, and Glob is like, "How about the basketballs on this midget, guys?" <laughs> you know, he just everyone's been telling us about how you confront Xavier, and he's just like, "Xavier's just a bald guy, Radian. Some birds are blackbirds, you know." Just like again, talking down to him, uh, and they're all getting in uh, the same uniform. Yeah. He's like, "Basically, we're a gang. We have to have the same same clothes." And uh, tattoo is joined join the gang at this point. Tattoos tattoos language here is. Like she, he basically says, mm-hmm. "Ask tattoo, she's cool." And he, she's like, "Cool, super zeitgeist. I am that black bird, yeah. glam, industrial yeah. clockwork orange, next level." Quentin, like it's very teen, yeah. and like I, it, it's it's a little it's a little Diablo Cody for me, sure. But yeah, but uh, it's, but it gets the point across. <laughs> it, it, it does, yeah, yeah, yeah. It does get the point across, and she's the only one who talks like this. The problem with Diablo Cody is everyone does. That's true. Uh, having one Diablo Cody character in a in a story makes sense. Um, he's put this, uh, this picture, you know, of, uh, the newspaper on the first or on the common room, as he mentions, like, this is what humans thought we'd be like when they were most scared of us. We have to make people scared again. Yes. You know, pretty cool. And then he, uh, he takes some kick and then, uh, kind of passes it around. Um, and everybody's super into it. And, um, somebody asked him like, what, you know, what, what is it like when you do it? I've never done it before. And he says, it's like breathing the electric air of the future. Um, yeah. And now, like he's uh, he's got veins coming out of his head. You could tell, like this this kick is not doing him any favors. No, it's super bad. So they, we cut over to that night. Um, the uh, the humans uh, who had murdered Jumbo Carnation are walking around, or not murdered, who harassed him. Um, you know, they're talking about like Juggernaut is a mutant band, and you hate mutants. Well, yeah, they have some cool bands though, <laughs> which I really like that. Yeah. Uh, and they uh, cut in this alley where we see uh, Quentin Choir there. He's like, what, what was that we heard? You know, staying there? Uh, they start pulling their bigot kind of thing. Hey, what are you looking at, mutant scumbag? And he's like, 
you can barely think in your own language. Like the idea that you had to come in this alley came from me. I put it there. Like you did not actually even have this idea. You're nothing. Uh, and they kill these humans. Yeah. They beat the shit out of them. And we kind of see this new uh, group of teens and like them demonstrate their powers and stuff. Uh, Quentin Parker uses a whip on them. I just fucking love it. I do too. The, uh, yeah. the panel at the bottom uh, when the fight starts and Quentin's just got his like combat boot up in this dude's stomach and, uh, yeah. and Radian is like, it's just, a, I mean, fucking Frank quietly, man. Like Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Showing action in a way that just feels impossible. Yeah. Super good. You know, and then, so we, we get Radian is like using his hands, which get very hot and, mm-hmm. uh, burning this guy's arms tattoo, uh, can become intangible as well. Uh, as put tattoos on her skin, reaches through a guy's uh, chest and gives him a heart attack. And, uh, when choir f- fries, this guy's mind, yeah. uh, Radian's like, or redneck is like, what did you do to this guy? And he's like, uh, I carved my name across his memory. Yep. You know? Uh, tattoo who's a little bit more conventional is turned on by this. And she's like, Quentin, me and you do not go somewhere warm. Like basically coming onto him. He's like, warm like hell. Uh, you know, he is not interested in the concerns of the flesh. Um, you know, we, we've avenged one mutant. We have 16 million to go. That's more than a five hour trip. Um, you know, yeah. threatening to do more evil shit. And then spray paints, uh, like the Omega symbol with an X underneath it, um, as kind of yeah. his like calling card for this stuff. Uh, I like that. I yep. like that that symbol a lot. Um, yeah, we go oh, the next day. Uh, Xavier is addressing the presumably the entire school, uh, talking about this issue, saying that the survivors reported odd clothing, striped shirts, um, and that even though everybody is tied up with this jumbo coronation thing, that they're not going to tolerate vigilante assaults, um, and that certain fashion mm-hmm. items will no longer be welcome. Um, I went to uh, like a, a family funeral this week and uh, got to mm-hmm. got to catch up with some of the cousins' kids, some some of the teens, and um, cool. They were uh, <laughs> they were talking about how they banned certain things because I was asking them basically like, what have you guys done to get in trouble at school? Like, tell me what the teens are doing to get in trouble. Yeah. And they were both such fucking like what was it like a 16 year old girl what was like an 18 year old they were like we didn't really do nothing wrong because there were cops in every single floor and i was like oh oh geez that sucks (laughs) they were like yeah they they you know they won't let us do this they won't let us bring this in i was like yeah when i was in fucking elementary school like they they wouldn't let us trace bart simpson (laughs) like (laughs) that was was what was bad when i in you know 1985 or whatever the fuck that series came in it came out no god 1992 or whatever yeah yeah, we didn't have fucking cops though um but i just i like this because yeah. it just shows it's so such a short-sighted thing of xavier saying like you're not going to be able to wear striped shirts because of this thing that happened yes. and like that's just going to make people want to wear striped shirts more xavier like have you ever met a yeah. teen <laughs> and and the the teen confronts it yo know, quentin confronts him on this like you toss thing outside the box we receive two hours of martial arts instructions every day <laughs> are you out of your mind and then we cut over to him and again just he's wearing a shirt that says magneto is was right um, which is a shirt that I, I bought a version of when I first read this from eBay. Mm-hmm. Someone made a custom version. I used to have a Magneto was right shirt. Um, you know, I love that. And again, he's just, he's fucking fucking with Xavier. Like surely we can be trusted to express ourselves without hurting anyone. Um, you know, he's wearing this shirt to get his goat. He knows what he did. Yep. Uh, you know, just incredible stuff. Um, we cut over to Xavier having a staff meeting about this basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and this is like some some psychic plane bullshit because we see the desk, but yeah. everybody's like sitting down, uh, but without, but not on chairs. And there's all this weird yeah. like blue squiggly science line stuff happening in the background. Um, yeah. And basically, they're talking um, about Quentin Choir saying yeah. like, "Hey, he he 
if the news that he was adopted has shaken his identity and he's gone, he's becoming a, an agitator. We're not quite sure how much of this is his telepathic powers because they can kind of influence minds around him without just directly controlling them. Um, but mm-hmm. he's developing a cult following with a dangerous anti-human undercurrent. And, you know, if anybody, if any of these people actually were involved in killing humans, that's going to be a huge fucking problem. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, and he's kind of gets everyone's thoughts, you know, Scott, what do you think? Scott says, like, I can't believe we're talking about rewriting this uh, mutant charter to give kids the vote. Like, you know, this is this. This is why we shouldn't do this. Uh, Emma Frost is like, I give them a slap. There's no discipline. Wolverine says the kid are just testing their limits. If you want my advice, just contain the damage. Don't be a dick and wait for them to grow out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're basically having this debate about how to do it. And uh, I know I've made this point before, but the X-Men are ill-equipped for this. Yeah. They are much better at going off and fighting Mr. Sinister than they are about actually running the school you know um the uh wolverine insists like he's like listen i study people i hunt them i stalk them i know they don't change this is a kid who's recreating himself complete with like a manifesto like he's being a teen yeah and you know and i like scott's point on this too because like you know i mean logan you might be right but i'm also very concerned like this dude could become a super criminal like out of our school like we can't let that happen we have to deal with that directly and um and, and and actually, you know, Jean Grey agrees with Logan as opposed to Scott. Uh, yeah. But Emma brings up a fair point, which is none of this is really related to directly to Mr. Choir. Uh, it's all about the kick. The kick is what's driving all of this from. And um, she describes it as uh, it, it. She says it makes them feel like movie stars being directed by God on location on location in heaven. Um, and it's been yeah. linked to six deaths and like, that's the more important thing that we need to, to deal with. Um, yeah. And she describes the beat on kick as a angelic and violently insane for five hours. So for five hours. Yeah, exactly. She tried it. Mm-hmm. Of course. She's like, this will be a problem if it becomes widespread. They're, they're just doing things too slow. Yeah. I'll work on it. Cut over to the special class out camping in the woods. Um, you know, they uh, gather wood for their fire. Uh, Zorn, you know, uh, has this line here I really like. Um, you know, we're the light and heat in the forest. Without us, this is only a place. With us, it becomes an adventure. I think it's like kind of a sweet line. Yeah. Um, you start, you know, start to fire here. Um, all the kids are hanging out, and these these are kids. Like they're camping. Of course, they're just fucking bored. You know, what are you what are you doing camping? Just sit. Um, you know, uh, Martha says uh, no girl says she needs to go uh, use the bathroom. So somebody needs to keep dummy moving before she blends into the environment. Um, you know, not sure about what that is, what that's about. Um, <laughs> you know, they, they, uh, you know, they're, they're, again, they're talking, uh, Basilisk is talking to Zorn, but you know, he's like, you look like a serial killer. What crime did you commit to going to jail? You know, <laughs> he's, he's doing his thing. You know, this is also, this is a nice shadow for, I didn't really put this together now, but this Zorn being out of touch with these kids and not knowing how to deal with them mm-hmm. is a really nice contrast with Xavier. Yeah not knowing how to deal with them. And when Zorn drops his mask, which is going to happen next issue a little bit where he kills the human and then does the shh panel, which is one of my favorite panels. Absolutely. He actually connects with the kid. Like this is a weird argument that the, the Zorn and who Zorn is, is actually maybe a little bit better at connecting with the future generation Mm -hmm. than Xavier is. And while, you know, while this conversation is happening, Angela, Angela, Jesus, Angel and Beak are like slipping off to get a little (laughs) nookie in the, in the, in the woods, which I find hilarious. Like they've, they've got some booze snuck in with them, which I think is very funny. Yep. Uh, and they're being, uh, kind of hunted. We see like a, a night vision looking at them. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to find out who that is next issue. 
Uh, we go over to Mutant Town where all of the kids are getting their uh, Omega X tattoos. And uh, the tattoo artist, I love this. Yeah, let me guess. You're some kind of sissy emo band. You're suburban neo-Nazis, frat boys on dope. You know, what is this uh, dumb shit? And uh, Redneck's like, I told you that's what we look like. We look like frat boys. And uh, Quentin Quire is like, I'll tell them what we are. Everyone's heard of the X-Men, right? We're the next generation, like on TV. The improved version takes a hit of kick, turns the camera and says, we're the new X-Men. And and they look scary and fascist and angry. Yeah, and this is just great. I love... Like they all look scary and fascist and, 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 and super scary, but like the way that Glob Herman's eyes come out of that skull and just are like, they're so far yeah. apart. Like they look angry, but it also looks so fucking goofy. And I absolutely adore it. Yeah. What, what, what just an incredible panel. Yeah, oh yeah. Really, really good. Um, super fucking exciting. Like I, again, I love this threat and just reading it again and doing this close read. Like it is just developing under Xavier's nose and he just like fucking can't do it. He's failing on every level. Mm-hmm. Uh, these kids, it's so good. <laughs> it's really interesting because, uh, you know, we, we have been on record many times of saying that we love the teen stuff. And I think the reason that I have that in my head at all is because of this. It's because uh, when you have teens going through actual teen problems, exasperated by weird drugs and the context of, of where they live uh, and the teachers just can't help them. And add in mm-hmm. all of the weird superpowers, add in the drugs, like add in like all of this like insane pop art iconography or whatever you want to call it, and it's just it just makes it fascinating and fun to read. Like, and again, yeah, I've, it, for a long, long time now, I think from the very beginning of this podcast, you and I have, have been roasting Xavier, and in my head, I've been roasting Xavier for a long time, and seeing him <laughs> be so bad at this is in such a like meaningful earnest way like he genuinely thinks he's probably doing a good job with this and it's just not oh yeah, yeah. and one of, one of the things about xavier is like he always thinks he's doing a good job yeah you know and in the last or two issues ago when uh he divorced cassandra nova and she was like you don't get it like and that is a really good take on professor xavier's failings you know like it's better than the dark you know than the phoenix movie and stuff like it's just this is a good version of it. Oh, absolutely. You know, like, yeah, you you don't get it. Like, you're, you're trying. You're doing undeniably great things. Like, you stop this hijacking. You know, you uh, you you win. You started these this corporation. Like, you're making a difference. But uh, you know, the the flag of ex liberalism that you're waving does not account for everyone, and you need to stop pretending like it is. Yep. And uh, it actually incorporates some other perspectives. Maybe even a certain uh, man whose name starts with M and rhymes with Magneto. <laughs> Uh, you know, some of these perspectives to actually have a good grip on the their actual world. Yeah, and it's so. like it's just it's it's it feels so realistic having teenagers respond to Magneto the supervillain uh, with well, maybe he was actually making some good points. Like maybe we don't want to do this. Like you're just telling me like all of yeah. this hippy dippy liberal shit uh, that we can all be you know in the world together when they're constantly killing us out on the streets with no consequences. And, yeah, and they would be exactly. rightfully angry about that, I think. Um, and th- there's a lot more like subtle conversations to that. And at some point, the the metaphor for, the, for all this X Men shit breaks down. But just on the surface, I think it works really, really well. Yeah, yeah very much so. Like the civility above everything is not, you know, not as strong as you maybe think it is. Yeah. So that's so that's this real good shit that's real good shit uh that's this week's episode we'll be back in a couple of days with more new x-men and more riot at xavier's as shit continues to go crazy 
In the meantime, if you want to support the podcast, patreon.com slash monster. It's patreon.com slash TV <laughs> is the. I don't mind if people people throw some Patreon dollars that way as well. That's all right. Yeah, well, I mean, good. I won't be supporting this podcast so much as, but yeah, uh, yeah. DuckFeed TV is the place to go uh, for all of yeah. that stuff. You can get episodes of this podcast early. Uh, there's a bunch of exclusive content. Gary and I reviewed some stuff uh, that's in there, but there's tons and tons of exclusive content you can only get if you're a patron. Uh, you can a- get access mm-hmm. to the Slack channel. So if you want to come and tell us how right we are about Riot at Xavier's, um, <laughs> looking at you, Zach Handlin, who said he did not like this arc. Wow. <laughs> Calling him out. Uh, you know, I, I, I like Zach. He also on Twitter was like, uh, I've never fin- finished the Witcher three, but near one seems really good. And I was like, that's bait. Like it's, it's not bait. He's just, he's just interacting with the world. Yeah. But as far as like a tweet that is designed for me to like r- respond in a, in that's really up there (laughs) oh Um, man i had to put this dumbass dishonored game down so that i could pick up another gr GR, i could pick up trails of cold steel (laughs) three like like, well it's not even a jrpg it's near one yeah uh horrible game um the uh but i I still i like zach wow near one it's horrible. It's not it's horrible. horrible. I'm not going to, this is the reason I, I could not listen to the waff on it. I knew, I knew, I knew that you, neither one of you would really it's be awful. into it. I, but it's yeah. awful. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I'm sure Automata is cool. Every time someone tells me to play it, I wait another year. So yes. right yes. now I'm at probably about 30 years out. I'm going to play that when I'm 69. Nice. Yeah. And, cool. uh, you know, probably enjoy it. And that's probably when, you know, my, my ding dong no longer works and I don't have to worry about having an anime, but stuck in my face for 40 hours. Do you, you know, do you think your ding dong just stops working at 69, dude? I think mine is going to, oh, I've man. got, I've got like a Logan's run style gem in it. Hopefully you've told any of your significant others that of like, you know, before we get together, yeah. before we, before we put a, put, a, before I put a ring on it, you need to know that in 2069, we're going to have a kind of, kind of conversation. Yeah. Jeremy, don't worry. I got a backup. <laughs> Uh, thank you for listening to this podcast tell your friends about it uh, and you know umbasa umbasa